Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give up on your dreams no matter how small. Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica Richardson, and I am your host. Today is July 14, 2015. My guest is John Stewart, live from London. And uh, looking up, anyway, I'll tell you more about him, but there was another John Stewart who was part of the Kingston Trio, who is a musician who was, he passed away in 08, and then there's John Stewart from The Daily Show. But we are talking, we're going to talk to John Stewart all the way from uh, London. So John is a former professional musician who enjoyed success in the 1990s with eight hit singles, wow, and three hit albums in the UK. He's now a senior lecturer on the history of popular culture and popular music. John was introduced to AA in Los Angeles in 1999 and got sober in London in the summer of 2000. After 14 years of being in the program, including much service and sponsorship activity in AA, he writes, he quit the fellowship when he reclaimed his atheistic worldview. John currently blogs about leaving AA and staying sober at johnsleeper.wordpress.com and speaks on the history of AA and the need for more public awareness of science-based secular treatments for alcoholism or substance use disorder or drug and alcohol issues, as I like to say, at Humanist Society and Skeptics in the pub meetings across the UK. So I think that we have John in the queue. Let me just go back here. Um, We might have someone else call in, and that call-in number is 818-475-9211, but don't call in yet um, until we have John on the phone, and I think Michael is also going to call in, and I'm going to see if this is John. Hi, Hi, John. Is this you? Yeah, can you hear me? I can. It's very good. So, hey, fantastic. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm on a Skype line, so if the level's not very good or it drops out, just let me know, and uh, I, I'll try and call again, or I've got a, another phone here if if we need no. it, but, uh, just to no, let you know. No. But I'm, I'm good, thank you. How are Work, you? Perfect. I'm, I'm really good. Great. I'm you know, busy at work and, uh, you know, getting ready to do another festival and make postcards for the San Antonio Film Festival and really happy to have you on. I haven't done a show in almost a month. I couldn't believe how much yeah. time has passed, you know. Uh, I feel very privileged to be, uh, uh, first of all, I would like to say thank you. Uh, you know welcome. that I feel very strongly that uh, you do amazing work. I think you're a pioneer broadcaster and that, Ten <laughs> years from now, people will look back at this as what you've done as really, really incredible uh, work. It's really hard, I think, to go against the flow and to be someone who speaks out mm-hmm. on their own. And the way that you've done it, I think, is really brave. And uh, oh. when I quit AA, mm-hmm. I felt like I had nowhere to turn. I left as a as a convinced twelve stepper. I didn't particularly mm-hmm. want to leave, but it was driving me crazy, and the, the 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 amount of stuff on your show that I could tap into and listen to, I think I listened to all of them in the end. It was wow. such a fantastic help. Um, wow. So I just want to say thank you, and I'm here principally um, as a fan and a supporter. 
I'm so glad, and it was so nice to meet you. It, uh, for those who are listening yeah. out there, there were a group of us, or a number of us, that were at the screening at the Mayfair in London last in, in May, I guess it was in May, and it yeah. was so it was so wonderful to meet people who really understood. Uh, you know, when you said you left, you know, still really believing, which I mm. actually I didn't. How long ago did you leave, and why did you leave if it wasn't for you know the reasons that many other leave for? Why did you go, and how long ago was that? So I yeah I got sober in 21st of August 2000. Uh, actually, before I start, I, I also just wanted to say thank you for your hospitality that night. It was a really brilliant evening, and it oh, was. Oh, you're welcome. It was my pleasure. It was yeah. truly great to see. I I felt really privileged to um, to see that to see the movie, and having been involved in films myself, I know something of how much hard work they are, and I thought it was fantastic. It's a oh. it's a great achievement. And Thanks. you know what the best part was? Was watching it with other ex-AAs and we were all <laughs> nodding and identifying at the same moments and laughing at the same jokes on in-jokes and, and also the horror, the, 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 the sheer torture that some of those people went through. Mm. I think you put across extremely well and you, you made a brilliant point at the end at the Q&A, which was one that I think is worth restating, which is that the Boy Scouts have had to sort this out and the Catholic Church has had to sort this out. And AA is no different from that. And and my blog isn't really about... I've steered clear a little bit of that thing. Right. But you write, do so well. But my story is slightly different. But I just did want to say thank you. For, on behalf of everybody who went, uh, mm. We all really, 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 you did a great deal to um, boost everybody's feelings in London that night. It was, uh, and the good news is, um, the Observer, which is one of the big Sunday uh, newspapers here, uh, I kind of accidentally got to be interviewed by them, and they'd done a piece about me, and they really, uh, the journalist was there, who who I think I introduced you to. Uh -huh. uh, saw the movie and she's put in quite uh, a couple of paragraphs about it in the Observer piece. Wow, uh, is I'm it out yet or no? Uh, is it no, out? I thought it was going to be Sunday. It's in the magazine section and obviously it's going to go through an editor so who knows mm -hmm. what's going to happen to it. But right. the last version of it that I saw, she'd said, can we put some in about Monica? And I said, fine, because I think it's a really important element of it. And um, so I think there's going to be some coverage in the London, one of the major Sunday newspapers. So that's very good. Thank you for know. that. I'll let you know. No, <laughs> okay. I'll let you know for sure. And, right. Uh, uh, yeah, so to, to back to your question, <laughs> I was sober in AA for 14 years. I was a real 12-step uh, advocate. I had a a spiritual experience as a result of working these steps. I practiced the principles in my life and um, certain things happened, some of which I don't particularly want to get into because it involves relationships and things, but I, I just went crazy. The steps worked for me, I thought, for a long time and, 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 and I was so grateful to be sober to right. be honest with you, I, yeah. I, I, and I do think AA helped me a lot in some respects. Mm -hmm. But by the end, in, I don't think for all everybody, it's a sound route to long-term mental health. And <laughs> um, I, I, I was nuts. I was nuts. That's and, a good uh, one. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, you know what's weird is is as an alcoholic, I got right. very ill because I was drinking every day, mm -hmm. huge amounts. Mm -hmm. And I got just as ill in AA, sober, praying every day wow. to a God for me. I'm not sure I believe in, and mm -hmm. um, uh, and and in the end, something had to give, and and so I left AA. I was in this strange position of right. believing everything that I'd been told. Right. So if if you're in that situation, what happens to you if you stop going to meetings? Mm -hmm. You drink and you die. And I left because I'd felt that I was getting so ill, I had to leave in the full sort of knowledge or the full belief that as a result, it was almost inevitable that I'd drink and die. And and I haven't. And that's been a year and a half now. My last meeting was January 
2014 at just one meeting. I think I maybe hadn't been for a month before that. So really sort of early December 2013. So well over a year and a half, and I'm still here, and I'm still sober. And yeah, and you looked great. You, know, you looked really healthy. Yeah. And you had a bright, oh, bright man. light around you, you know. You looked like a, a happy soul and uh, a free soul at yeah. that. Um, you know, you sent yeah. me a, a lot of, um, you know, things that we could talk about, which I'm going to let – we'll just kind of go with the flow here. Sure. But, um, so you left, and, and then what happened inside your head? You want to talk about how you found – like yeah. you talk about finding my blog, and you found other things. Can you talk about some of that? Absolutely. So there's, I'm very interested. I've become very interested in AA as a system of thought reform, and I think it's in some ways, if you're drinking yourself crazy every day, you need. You know, I used to share in meetings. It's brainwashing, but my brain needed a good wash. You know, as we've all heard in AA, right. and um, so it's like willing. So you, you you're you're submitting. You have to surrender, don't you? And um, surrender to the program. Completely give yourself to the to the steps and all that. And um, so when I left, I'd never looked at the orange papers or. A, a site like yours or your blogs, that kind of stuff to me was 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 poison. It was mm-hmm. it was a threat to my sobriety. And now, when I meet good friends who I used to know, they look at me in the same way. I feel I, wow. it's not it's not toxic as as you know. If you leave a cult, you get disassociated. You know, as we all are now hearing about with certain organisations, it's not like that. It's far more subtle. But you become an outsider. You're no longer. You're out there. You're no longer one of us. Right, right. And uh, so I, I, I put myself in that position, and and I I googled, can you leave AA and stay sober? Mm-hmm. And two sites came up. One was the blog, the London-based blog, Mike's blog, Recovering from Recovery, mm-hmm. and the other site was your radio show. What what is the is the one that's on there? Um, what things that work for you when AA doesn't? Right, what works so when it's the show that I kind yeah, of posted as a featured right. show, right? Because it, so, it was yes, mm-hmm. and you know I uh, I think I got to that through your leaving AA site, and I, I I'm not very good. I'm you know I'm not old, but I'm not young, and and I'm not very good at Twitter <laughs> and all that. And I accidentally Facebooked that page of yours oh. I've got messages back from friends in the air going what the hell are you looking at? really was one really <laughs> dot 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 question mark well, um, because I was very active and, and uh, sponsored I had two sponsors that were sponsees that were 10 years sober more than 10 years sober right. I was very active and, and mm-hmm. I was on I did service and was the local archivist and, and all kinds of stuff and um so yeah, it was the, the the power of the internet is very interesting, and that's been one of the things I've discovered um, is that the internet is changing the way that the the whole ball game. You and I, myself and Mike, who 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 writes the brilliant blog Recovering from Recovery, yeah. we yeah. would never have met without the right. internet. There's only one place we could have met, and that's in an AA meeting. Right, so, but after on, leaving, on, on, yeah. That's right. If, if we're not going to go that, you would genuinely be on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe you could pick up a Stanton Peel book or something, but that would be it. Now, I think there's a new way for people to meet. And there's lots of sites like Sober Easters here in the UK, and um, Life Ring is gradually spreading, and, and um, Smart Recovery you can do online because I think it's a much better system and uh, the other thing that I did which I would recommend to anybody I mean I'm not here I'm not a doctor or anything but my my own story was you know I did 10 sessions of group CBT because I had chronic OCD I couldn't get out of the house without checking everything wow. 10 times wow. and, and I think AA um, is 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 not good for OCD, it's mm-hmm. it's that all that prayer and all that recantation stuff, yeah, and yeah. sort of the way it makes you uh, forces you down a series of you must do this and you must do that. Albert Ellis called that masturbation, and he was yeah. one of the people. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, I counted the musts, and I don't think yes. there's that many. I think there's more, but um, yes. in the movie, like, there's like 55, for the one who says take what That's you like right. and leave it, but like 55 musts and 497 references to God or him or higher yeah. power or the great yeah. one, right? But uh, yeah. on that note, I mean, I want you to finish this, but uh, when I, the okay. last couple, like four or five years um, that I sat in the women's meeting, I started to notice that the women who had over 20, 25, 27, 28 years, who really didn't go outside of that thinking, who really, like, I really yeah. got into, I read some incredible books about feng shui and had very different language, you know, and I think language, mm. the repetition like language yeah, where yeah. you're always using the circular language that there's only yeah. like maybe 20 words in it all the time. And That's I started it. to hear them sharing about problematic thinking around, like felt like mm-hmm. they had a rat wheel in their head. And I started noticing there was a group of them who, and they, and they certainly had, you know, they were intelligent and they were educated and that they were really struggling with this kind of shit in their head. And that is mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. That's, that is mm-hmm. the cult part. I mean, I think, Probably you agree with you everything, and I, I try not to. It, to me, it's whether it is a cult or not, it's not really important anymore because there's mm. two, there are cult-like traits. But That's to get it. into the splitting hair, it's not worth it because there's so many other things to talk about. But you have a list here, you know, of mm. um, you wrote black and white thinking, the fact that defects yeah. of character don't exist, the fact that yeah. alcoholism continuum is not on and off condition, the religious language and the higher power nonsense, the medical and the psychological errors, the total lack of safeguarding, unregulated amateur sponsorship, the idea that AA actually promotes anxiety, the buckets of crab metaphor. Um, you know, the, that was great. The, the bucket of yeah. crab one, crabs one is fantastic because that's exactly what this is about. If you go, you probably, as a child, you might have been on the coast in the rocks yes. crab hunting and you get a couple of crabs in a bucket and once you've got two in the bucket, you don't need to put a lid on. You don't need the top on that thing because if right. one tries to climb out, the other one will drag it back in. And that's what all that does. And, and I think AA actually promulgates anxiety. Um, it, 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 it promotes it. And, and you're, you're either in, you're in there or you're outside it. And if you're in there, you're buying into all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it, it was, as we all know, it was written in 1935-39. And, and for many AAs, myself included, that's its great strength. Look how long it's lasted. Look how many millions of people are doing this. Well, both of those things aren't a justification. I I teach rational research methods and rational thinking. They are very common um, forms of of misargument. As an argument, it's it's an argument to authority, which means nothing. And and the truth is, it's so old it's actually now promulgating a lot of things that aren't true, that defects of character right, don't exist. Right, right, right. And uh, we, we know alcoholism's not an on-off thing. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole sort of spectrum of disorders, and, and you can be a little bit alcoholic. The number of times I've sat in meetings and shared, you can't be a little bit alcoholic. Well, that's not true. And mm. there's that whole thing in AA about, do you want to be right or do you want to be sober? Well, you know what? I want to be both. I want mm-hmm. to be sober and true. And, mm-hmm. and I think if once you shatter that, that mirror, uh, all of those things came tumbling out. And a lot of that I discovered through listening to your show and the readings that you'd suggested in a lot of those early shows where you talk about Stanton Peel books and things like that. And then just, just doing my own research. And um, there's a fantastic book called The Drunken Monkey, uh-huh. which is all about um, evolutionary psychology and alcoholism, which is, which is, I think, probably where the, the answer's going to come from. We can talk about that later, if you like. But the, yeah, the, yeah. I want to jump in and talk, the part of, mm. that you were talking about with, um, like, mm. how it hadn't changed. And I think mm. that, in fact, I was just talking to my lawyer in New York, and, you know, the fact that, um, here, here's the thing, so it, it hasn't been successful for 70 or 80 years. It did a really good research, and he and I were both laughing about it. It really happened in the 70s. So it is about 40 years when it really began to grow. In 1955, the head of IBM met Marty Mann, and he was a drunk. Yeah. 
and he gave her millions, and that was the first, you know, big leap. And there were other, you know, they did get into Mass General. There's so much stuff. Man, if I knew what I know now and making a movie, that would be a really different movie. But I'll just tell you right here what I know now. So they got into Mass General in 1944, which I discovered from talking to Lance Stodes, and not all of his interview could go into my movie, right? <laughs> but, yeah. um, and they never left. So they actually stopped a lot of scientific research. They have stopped a big portion of it in America, but we're going to change that, right? So then Marty, so 44, they get in. Now, Johan Hari's book, who is Chasing the Scream, explains another yeah. component that happened, that when Prohibition ended in 1933, that at the time, so the drug enforcement, they used to go after all the, the alcohol stuff. They basically didn't have a job, our first drugs are, and I forget his, Harry Anslinger. Yeah. So Harry yeah. Anslinger is going to make himself... What did he do? He arrested 22,000 doctors. This is a component that really was my aha moment when I read his book this spring. So he arrests 22,000 doctors. Who did AA go after? AA wrote letters to doctors. They sent out 250,000 postcards saying that here we have the answer to the drink problem. And so Harry does arrest doctors. And so doctors, of course, why would they even want to touch addiction? So they said, fine. You want to do it, AA? Go ahead. You can fucking have them. We don't want a part yeah. of your of, of addicts or alcoholics. You want to arrest us for writing scripts for heroin, in case you don't know this. You go read Johan Hari's book, um, Chasing the yeah. Dream. It's absolutely fabulous. So here's yeah. a component that I didn't get. I, I, I kept saying, why did the doctors, if this is a disease, which it's not, why did they mm. so fiercely turn their back why does my gp who lives next to me i mean a general practitioner why do real doctors not treat it yeah and why this isn't this isn't like cold sores or bunions yeah. this yeah. is a major public health problem that mm -hmm. costs millions upon millions of dollars yeah yeah and it's the, a problem the health service is just totally abrogated it, it, right it's right all out of that Right. Yeah. So follow me here. So then we go to 55, right? We jumped into where Marty Mann, mm -hmm. IBM. He gives her a shitload of money. She creates the you know, National Council of Alcoholism and Education, it was called originally. Mm -hmm. So she goes to all the Rotary clubs, and she speaks all over the country. She comes to Hollywood. She helps them make The Lost Weekend. She helps them make The Days of yep. Wine and Roses, right? Then 1975, the biggest, and this is what did the push. Okay, so we have Dick Van Dyke and a couple of senators, they actually hold a press conference, and they say, we're sober, we're in AA, this is the next great thing, and then this is what I didn't say in the movie that I wish I did, is that I went to Catholic Church, I wore white gloves, I wore a doily on my head, and I prayed in Latin, and even mm. that, do I do that now? No, even the Catholic Church, which is massive, but let me say this, the Catholic Church may have billions, and, uh, and I think they have a close to a billion members. They're not infiltrated like AA is. They're not mm. infested in my judicial That's system. Right. You don't get court ordered to a Catholic mass or to the synagogue, right? And so I have that same real problem that this modality that everyone says, oh, you know, well, it's worked for 80. No, you know what? It was a piece of shit in 1939. There were two men. There was one meeting a week. They, and did you know that they actually used to screen people for meetings? Back in the day, because mm. they didn't want prostitutes coming. They didn't want criminals right. coming to their meetings because they were men in suits with ties on. Mm. And they didn't want, you know, the riffraff. They didn't want the addict. So everybody who thinks that AA was all-inclusive for all these years is also not true. And so it's you know, only been, you know, anyway, so there, there's my little agreement so with you. That, so the longevity is not, so, yeah. not quite yeah. so right. Yeah. Right. It's about yeah. 40 years, and it's shrinking. I have a guy posting on my Stop 13 Step site who told me they lost 16 – he's an insider. He's got 14 years of you know AA mm. time, and he's really he's posting very interesting stuff that they've lost 16,000 members. Well, I, can, I would say that uh, they probably lost more because I know so many of us who have left old-timers. Mm. But the other thing is really telling is that if you look at the tax return – they have been dropping in uh, donations with like more than half a million dollars a year wow. in the last five years. It's really big. It's a, it's nobody's putting. If, if if you're forced there, you're not going to put money. If you get a DUI and you're forced yeah. there, the people who went there like you and I, you know, we put our dollar in. We were brainwashed. We thought we're supporting this. I sent yeah. money to New York as a treasurer. You know, all that stuff. But that's not going on anymore, John. 
So let, let me just, there's that Johan Hari book, right? That That's a great book, not for, for the, the story that you just told, but also because of the Rat Park experiment, which yes. has been largely forgotten that he's revived, which also blows away a lot of the basis of AA, and, uh, which which comes out of um, the Oxford group, which mm-hmm. which was all about get yourself right with God and your circumstances don't matter. And we now know that circumstances, uh, as well as genetic predisposition, but but your social circumstances are a major factor in in your likelihood of being an alcoholic or, or addict or whatever mm-hmm. words you want to use for that. And that's because. They put, you know, they did that famous experiment where they put rats in a cage and and didn't give them anything to do, so they just literally um, stimulated themselves to death with the with the the, the button that, that gave them the drug, and then they put right. them in a cage and they gave them the distraction, and they were all like, oh, I'll, I'll go and play on the wheel for a bit. I don't need to do the drug. So the the whole rat park experiment, which is also in that book, is uh, is really interesting, and these things are starting to come out now, but. I, can I just tell you my AA tourism story just to show yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, tell up. it. <laughs> this is kind of funny. I did Bob's house. I did, um, uh, well, I did the AA meeting number one in Akron, and then I came to New York and I did Bill's house and Stepping Stones and all that. Oh, I was there and, too. And, oh my and, god. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, what freaked me out was, was, you know, basically I was kind of an atheist doing my best to have a spiritual experience, and and, and the fact that Bill had been anti-religion had helped me a lot. And then he's got a spook room where he did seances. And, and I was there as an AA going, oh, no, this is even... Like, I'd rather he was he was a Catholic than, than somebody doing all that kind of ghost nonsense. I mean, mm-hmm, Houdini mm-hmm. disproved all that in, in, in the first part of the 20th century. Not only that, it then turns out a huge section of the 12 and 12 was ghost-written by a 14th-century monk who helped him write it, which is in the, the biography of Bill, Bill W. But so I ended up in Clinton Street in Brooklyn, yeah. the house where, where he met Ebby. Mm-hmm. And that, that had just been bought by a family, and I'm not sure if they knew what they had, but I was speaking to the builders outside, that they were renovating it. Mm-hmm. And I said to the builder, do you know whose house this was, 182 Clinton Street in Brooklyn? And uh, he said, no. I said, this is the house where the founder of Archives Anonymous got sober. And he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. No one knew. And there was a huge piece of wood in the skip outside, it was a floorboard, and it was an original floorboard because it had a 1930s nail in it. You can tell those old iron nails. Yes. So yes. I took it, I put it in my bag, and I flew home with it, and I put it on my mantelpiece at home. And a week later, it's covered in all this dust. It's got all right. this dust around it. So I like clean it, put it back. A week later, it's got all this dust around it. And what yeah. I've done is I've imported woodworm from Bill Wilson's house and put it on my mouth because this bit of wood's full of woodworm. Well, <laughs> oh my God. So I, I, I brought some some pests back from Brooklyn, from Bill Wilson's house where he met Ebby Thatcher. Um, but I don't know. I, I think you can... The story of AA is very interesting. Um, it's a massive organization. We can't... We, we can't escape that. And and to me, I think um, th- this is a long-term journey. Uh, personally, I would like to see more options out there for people. Yeah, I think, I think that um, there's been some people that have said some interesting stuff to me. One was when I first called somebody who worked in New York about the 13-stepping that happened to Cali. Um, it happened to be flying into L.A., you know, and met me for coffee and said... And this is when I was still, I would say, true believer, you know, um, that AA won't be here in so many years from now. And I said, why? And he said, because they're so stubborn and rigid, Mm. won't make any changes. Mm. And they actually made it some kind of a special thing that they couldn't rewrite the book. Like they made it so that, I mean, how can that be? But anyway, I think that doesn't matter so much as the fact that there was somebody who was very involved in New York said that to me. And then someone else said it that they thought in 10 years' time. I mean, I do know that the Washingtonians that were bigger than AA, I think it was mm. big, they were pretty big, went away. And I, I mm. do see that, I, I, 
I do under, I understand how invested it is in America. I think it's pretty bad in in the UK. Hmm. I, I don't think oh, you huge. get. Yeah, you're not getting court ordered there, but a lot of people are brainwashed. And I think that I want to ask you this because of your language. So you're still using like alcoholism and addict a lot. And in America, there's a big movement to stop using the word use substance use disorder, Mm. to stop labeling Mm. and why we don't label. Is that not uh, like kind of apparent yet in London or in England yet? I have to be honest with you. It's not something that I've come across. I would very happily uh, do that and I can see the point for it and I think language is extremely important and I'm only you know a year and a half out so I still think of myself as alcoholic uh, and sober and in recovery and I think I'm still on that journey right Um, right and I think we're probably a little bit behind in that discussion in in the way that you know language in the United States, for all kinds of issues, whether it's race issues or sexuality issues, you guys have been very quick to reclaim words and, and avoid labeling, and, and we tend to follow probably a few years behind. And we're still at the point in my town in Brighton where mm-hmm. AA is massive and growing. I mean, there are 52, this is a small town uh, city. 250,000 people. It has 52 AA meetings a week, which wow. is huge in this country. It's 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 not mm. that far off the number, and that's not including CA and FA and FAA and GA uh, and uh, all the other, you know, yeah, and and um, CODA. There, there are you could literally spend every waking hour in a 12-step meeting in a in a town that is so small you could walk from one end to the other in an hour wow. or so. You know, my my therapist lives in Arizona, and she uh, works in um, Phoenix and Prescott. And mm-hmm. she told me, she goes, "You should bring your film here to Prescott." She said, "This is the hugest AA town. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of rehabs here, and show the 13th step in the local theater." And it's a tiny, like Prescott is. You know what I mean? It's just like this smaller yeah. town in Arizona. But um, I I think that you know, um, hopefully that these other modalities, including, I, I'll tell you what, Ham's harm reduction is growing. Mm. I, don't, I haven't talked to Ken in a while or had him on. Maybe I should have him on again. As smart, I know Smart has. So Smart was 900 meetings um, when I first interviewed him in 2011, and now it's up to 1,500. But everybody right. who leaves, who imbibes again, they go to Ham's. Like a lot of people leave, and I even went to Smart. And I think, though, that what I'd like to say if anyone's out there listening, and there are a few people listening, that I went to SMART and SOS while I was still in AA because I wanted to, I was fight, I was searching for other things. And once I found out they existed, I was shocked, or shocked yeah. that I didn't know. Um, I think that the, the only thing that I would say that to give, you know, a, the UK a fair break is that even though we are using this language in the media, you still have AA control. You know what I mean? The, the language in mm. our media yeah. and the people, you know, they're still doing what they're doing in England too. You know, we're not that far. But there is a movement. Like we do have this Center for Motivation and Change um, with Jeff Foote and Andrew Todarski. And this, there is a movement of people, and these poor guys, I mean, they've been around like Andrew Todarski and Dr. Kern over 30 yeah. years. And they were very yeah. isolated. And they were, and I, when I, especially when I interviewed Dr. Kern, uh, here, who has alternatives, which is a, a moderation uh, outpatient yeah. program that's fantastic, and I could feel like I could feel the sadness. Like he's a professional, he's a PhD. There's a lot of people that come to him and came to him, but isolated mm-hmm. from by your um, colleagues and not treated yeah. with the same respect. Like if he had 25 years of sobriety in AA and was a double hatter, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, and you know, it's 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 in the UK. I think we're behind you in the sense that AA is still growing and getting stronger, and and it is the the media and lazy media, and also uh, the fact that everybody's anonymous plays into this. So that you know, TV producers and actors they're all anonymous until they break the traditions and and, and write a misery memoir. <laughs> um, they, 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 they're all, they're all, you know, the soap. When I do my public talks, one of the strongest points that I make, and I have AAs come along to them, and we we engage in discussion, mm-hmm. and I say that there are two things that always, always shut down the argument in my favour, or have done so far, is 
if if AA is so great, why is everyone so miserable? <laughs> and and why is the suicide? There is quite a lot of uh, mm. sober suicides, which I can't really talk about. But but wow, but yeah, that's second, a good point. The, the second question is when will a character on a major soap opera get sober using smart recovery? When will give us a fair shake of the dice? Every single soap opera in the UK has had the alcoholism story and the person goes to AA. When when will one of them send someone to smart in the script or or, or even even what is an even bigger problem for me is the total ignorance of of naltrexone and and those kind of treatments. I, yeah, I went yeah. to four four doctors before I joined AA, and two of them said go to AA. Wow. Not one of them. This is in 2000. So naltrexone had been licensed since 1994. It was already wow. available at that point. Not one wow. of them said here try naltrexone. And we we know why those reasons are. It's because it's you know it's it's out of patent. So it's there's no drug company going to make money from it. And and like you said, the the the, the medical industry has kind of given up on. Alcoholics to some extent, I think, because they're probably quite frustrating around. to work with. Yeah, right. but it's but, but that's part of the work. I didn't know any of those things until I started listening to your show, and you've interviewed this. Your show is the only place where all these people are together. You can go wow. on your radio show, and you can you can hear an interview with Tom Hobart. You can hear an interview with, with right. all these different people, Mary Ellen and Ed, who I think are fantastic in mm-hmm. a way, and all those different organisations. I didn't know any of those existed, and they're all there on your show, which I think is an, an incredible achievement. Wow, I didn't think think of it that way. Here's you know one of the things that I thank you so much for saying that. Um, I really did it out of you know kind of a need um, because I couldn't find it myself, and I was. I needed to talk about it. Like somebody had an, you know, yeah. invited me on their show, and once I started talking, I just couldn't stop, and I was making the movie at the same time, and yet there wasn't the satisfaction that I got when I, and you can hear me if you listen to the early shows, yeah. you hear me deprogramming as I'm interviewing, yes. whether it was Stanton or, you know, uh, different people. And one of the things, though, that I just wrote down from what you just said is like strategy. And mm. so what needs to happen, the question is, how do you get somebody on Shameless or even Family Guy or, you know, mm. uh, somebody to tell, even drop a one-liner. So uh, yeah. the writers, the writers and medical, so here's what I put first, journalists. We have to get journalists mm. to tell yeah. the truth and talk about other ways. And then medicine is to, for me to speak to doctors and talk yeah. to them about what AA is and isn't and that these other options. And then get to writers yeah. who are not in the program and maybe some of them who don't even have addiction, but it's literally, I swear to God, like I actually was down in Comic-Con, you know, and I was running into writers mm-hmm. with my husband who write for some of these shows, and I had a little light go off in my head, which I'll, you know, I won't talk about it now because I hope maybe it could happen. But even if, say, on Shameless, where there's, there's a show, yeah. obviously, that doesn't even like AA, but they still yeah. have poor Fiona going to NA. Well, why don't we yeah. have... Instead of, you know, we had actually Fiona hitting on the old-timer instead of, okay, that can happen. Yeah, sure, I know it happens. But that's not the problem. Why can't, shameless even, the writers say, let's get her 13-stepped and let's have Fiona find out about, go on to a blog and go somewhere. You know, I mean, that's all it would take. And then you'd see 2 million people. But it is, it's writers. Um, Here's a good thing we did. So I was really mad about a year and a half ago about this kind of stuff. And I called the Writers Guild. And I talked to them, and this woman was so pissy with me, I couldn't believe it. And I said, she's like, we don't tell. I said, look, I want to come with Claudia Christian and maybe, like, you know, someone else that's a professional. And I'd like to put on the panel for um, writers and talk to them about options. She goes, we don't, you can't come in here and tell that's writers. A, that's you know. a great idea. That's a brilliant right? idea. Uh, so she yeah. really started to shut me down. And I said, oh, that's, so I was like, no, you don't understand. I just want to. All they ever do is show about AA, and AA, but let's let mm. them know that there's something else exists. Wouldn't you want this to be in a storyline? Maybe we just want to like educate them on this. And so, okay, mm. well, are you the head of one of these shows? And I'm like, well, no, but why are you calling then? Who are you? And <laughs> this is like, wow, you know, and she was really like a, a, a pistol. And so I said, okay, I'm going to have the head of Smart Recovery call you then. How about that? How I have the people that created these programs, and so guess what? I hung up the phone, I called Tom, and he called her, and they got them on, like, he's on their website or something. He got smart as a, but he runs it, you know, that's what it took. And um, 
it needs to have I mean, I still think about it, you know, so, that me yeah, go ahead. Well that's a great idea. What 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 would be possibly useful if you know, I've kind of managed bands probably pretty badly in the past, but I've done my best. And the first yeah. thing you do is you get some PR people on board and right. and when they're ready. And maybe now the time is right for a kind of an umbrella group that goes, okay, we are this public, we're, we're a group or a website and a phone line and we will contact the media and we will present smart and Life Ring and Mary Ed, Ed and Mary Ellen in LA and all those other different non twelve we are the non twelve step go to media mm-hmm. hub and for and, and we hit the screen screenwriters and the scriptwriters and the journalists and mm-hmm. whenever there's a story about LA you drop them an email and you have a cool name and a good logo and, and a whole list of people supporting you because people would support that and you know right. what even if people aren't in recovery the number of people I've spoken to you know what's heartbreaking they say to me and this is good friends and, and since they know I've left AA they say you know what I lost my whatever my dad or my mum they went to AA and it didn't work for them and and I kind of wanted to have this conversation, although they don't quite say that, but the, the, the sort of implication is you're sober and AA. It didn't work for them, and now they're gone. And and there's so many people like that. Right, right, right. right. Um, or I they think lose there them would to be a them and they don't. Spring of support. Right, right. Um, I think, or they lose them. Like I know somebody who's a professional, like this group of people mm. that I know, who's parents are so involved in AA that they, and they have like years, like decades of, yeah. you know, yeah. this abstinence and they're like, they don't, they're not in their lives because they're so mm-hmm. involved in, you know, their service work and, you know, all that other stuff. Um, we have only 20 minutes left. Shall we tell Mike sure. to call in? Is it, you think it's good yeah, time to have him to call in? Um, yes, okay, Mike, you there, why don't you call in to 818 475 9211. Um, John, so we're talking to John Stewart, and he's um, from Brighton. And How far is Brighton from London? So it's immediately south of London. It's, uh, it's just sort of 50 minutes on the train on a good day, and it's on the coast. It's where Quadrophenia was was filmed, and um, a couple of other movies have been made here. It's, it's got uh, a nice beach and a couple of piers, and or one pier now. And wow. uh, yeah, it's it's a nice little sort of open. Um, Maybe I'll come there next time. We really want to come back. We really, Kevin and I really, sure? really, really love London. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would like to come back and speak to um, you know people at a university to professionals there. Well, I, have I could probably help you do that because obviously I'm involved in that world. But also, Mike and I thought that what what should really happen is your movie should be screened at, at an AA convention over here to see what the reaction would be. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know what, what would happen, but I, I thought... See, there's a, that group in, in England, AA Cult Watch, who I think right. might have been... who mentioned you on their site. You know, you, do you know they've... Um, they have the uh, they have this thing they call the minority report, which is something they put together to basically complain about what they thought was wrong in AA, and they have quotes from general service documents from AA Great Britain in 2000. I don't know if you've you've heard this about um, uh, the growing number of police investigations. I'm quoting into the behaviour of members. Uh, to do with predatory behavior. No, and, I didn't uh, know. Yeah, that's available on the web. If you go to AA Court Watch, yeah. um, which is the UK site, and you click on there, they have a thing called Minority Report. Okay. And it's at the foot of page 12. It's called Unlawful Behavior, Harassment, and Sexual Predation. And there's a, there's a link directly to the AA um, final report, into the General Service Conference report, and they quote from it. Um, uh, the document shows awareness of this type of problem has been brought to our attention many times. Most emphatically, these are strong words, most emphatically it was brought to conference in 1995, 1996 and 1998 and this document's from 2000. And they had a discussion document about the conduct of members. Um, 
we must take action to keep our own house in order and protect ourselves. We cannot continue to rely on the goodwill and intent of the authorities. Every member of the fellowship must accept responsibility for their actions. Is this uh, from the UK or from New York? This is official UK AAGSO from from uh, from the UK AA, and they also have one a letter from Great that was sent to Grapevine in 2010 mm. um, about comparing the experience within the Catholic Church and that within AA, and how difficult it is uh, to get to get this thing heard in AA. They've got two letters that appeared in the Grapevine. Um, but uh, the, the interesting sentence in the UK one is. Isolated press reports are appearing in local newspapers. Unless we take action quickly, it will only be a matter of time before the national news media decide to investigate AA. Um, as part of our service to the fellowship, we must protect newcomers and stay out of public controversy. So it's interesting that obviously A, they've they've they they're aware of this and B, they've done nothing about it since twenty since two thousand. Wow, well, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's report. it's too many people here, you know, in the big media. That's great to hear. I'm going to bring on Mike. I just want to introduce him. Um, again, I'm sorry, we're talking to John Stewart, and he is from Brighton, and he is a John Sleeper, right, is your website? John, mm-hmm. please find it. Um, Johnsleeper.wordpress.com. Right, johnsleeper.wordpress.com. And um, let me, so uh, Mike is from Recovering from Recovery. It's the second, um, let's see, incarnation of this blog. And when it started, I'm going to bring you on in a second, Mike, to finish this introduction. So the original um, came, and it was really helpful for a lot of us. It was an interesting format where we could chat in rooms and, you know, but I guess there was there was some problems with it that we won't go into now. Um, but it was so helpful to me. And from that, there was a thread that began absence versus moderation. And and I was in a place where I was gone. I think about the amount of time you're gone now, John. But with that, I'm going to bring Mike on from Recovering from Recovery. Hi, Mike. Are you there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, it's great. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hello, <laughs> hello, <Dan>. hello John. <laughs> So have you been listening in, or you just jumped on the phone here? No, no, no. I've been listening to the whole show. Yeah, it's been very interesting. All the all of the back, you know, all the stuff about AA and the, and the past of it. And yeah, I agree with most of it. You know, it's sort of it's very out of date, and uh, you know, it, it certainly needs to change. And if you could change something, uh, well, I mean, we've all moved on. So, but I guess we could talk about it because. Uh, let's start with you, Mike. Um, talk about either what you'd like to see happen, you know, in our culture, in your culture, or what you want to change if you could change something about AA. Oh, uh, I mean, I think you, I think it's got to be more open about other solutions, you know, particularly to the newcomer. Because, um, I mean, I, I wrote a piece recently for um, Addiction.com, and I, I mean, I said in it in, in my first meeting, the first thing I shared was, was, are there any alternatives to this? Because, you know. Mhm. Wow, you said that, and what they say to you? Did they tell you that there wasn't any? Oh, you know what, John? Has he gone? Can you hear me? Yeah, you know what? He dropped. So, how about you? Uh, if you answer, we'll let him call back. Well, I could, yeah, I could tell. I could. Tell, Mike's told me that story before, and I, and, and I thought it was uh, it was an amazing thing to do. Um, and he kind of, uh, I'll, I'm sure, he'll come back on and tell it, but. Yeah, here he is. Okay, shaving. here he is. All right, you back on? You just dropped off. Okay, Mike, go ahead. Hello. Is that back again? We'll let you tell the story. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the first thing I, uh, I don't know how, many, how much you got there, but, um, yeah, I mean, the first thing I said when I, when I went to a meeting was, um, you know, are there any alternatives to this? You know, because I, I could see that there was, there was a lot of it there that was just turning me off. But I, you know, I was desperate to stop. And um, to be fair, it, it, like John, it helped me, you know, with the the fact that I had meetings and everything to go to on a, on a right. daily basis. That that helped mm-hmm. me break the habit. But right. the actual steps and stuff like that were, were, was was very ineffective for me. So I think you've got to be, you know, if someone's going to these meetings as a newcomer and they're struggling and it's not working, you've got to send them somewhere else. And you've mm-hmm. got to be open, you know, particularly the stuff like. Um, the now track zone stuff, it, it, you know, that can really reach out to people. I mean, I've shown that 
the film that Claudia made to a lot of people, and yeah. including people that are long-term sober, people I know at work in the, in the media business, and they, they generally get angry when they see it. They say, oh, I didn't know about that. Exactly, exactly the same as, as what John said, you know. <laughs> they get annoyed that they haven't heard about these other, other methods. And, and and AA is the perfect place to spread the word because it's got the biggest network. I mean, these these other meetings are great, you know, smart and things like that, but people aren't hearing about them. Um, you know, it's one of the things you're talking about, the media, um, putting them in soap operas and things like that. But they'd have to do so much to set up, you know, the, the thing of what smart is and tell the story that they're not going to do it in a drama. Yeah. You know, they've only got a certain amount of, of time to, to get it across. Um, and, and that's the problem. So you have to get it out there in the press first, and then that will follow. I mean, once you can do that, the, the two will go hand in hand. Um, it, it would appear in drama, but uh, it's all that sort of thing, you know, just being open about other stuff. Here's, um, here's a weird it, thing, though. Yeah, can I just add to that, Michael? The weird thing is, right, that AA enjoys unanimous on critical media endorsement. Everybody knows if you have a problem with alcohol, you go to AA. So it's morally, I feel, it's not only the biggest organization, because it benefits from all this free advertising, it's morally obliged to say, just produce a piece of literature saying alternatives to AA. They have, they have leaflets for any, anybody you can think of, people in the services, people who've come out of prison, people in the clergy, disabled people, LGBT community. They have leaflets for everything. They, why can't they do a leaflet, for a good one for atheists, and uh, one that says alternatives to AA? If this doesn't, they, they would save lives if they did that. We, we all know it's not going to happen. We all know it's not going to happen. But, but, but you know what? There's so the many truth. bloggers. So there's these, all these Facebook. There is a good thing about um, the, you know social media, and I sometimes you know have hate the internet. And I got a chance to unplug in Big Sur and had no t you know had no phone and had no cell service and like really enjoyed it. And was like, oh, you know, the evil internet and all this. And then as I was like saying it to Kevin, I went, yeah, but I couldn't have done what I did without it. Like I couldn't be exposing. Mm. AA on my little stop 13 step in AA blog and leaving AA but we're getting but what we have now though are you have like I don't know 10 or 15 anti-AA blogs now you have like there used to be no anti-AA Facebook pages and now there's like I don't know how many there are right and there's pro-AA pages for sure but then there's all these other groups of people and so it is there is this kind of before it was very vertical you know in the internet it was like and you know this I think Mike because you've been around really long time so far as you know, the you know leaving AA and stinking thinking, that it was sort of it felt like there were a couple. You know, there might have yeah, been like yeah. right, and then but now that's not true anymore. And I think that there, what you're saying is really, really valid, and um, that having this conversation, like I just I have a, like my yellow pad here, you know, just taking notes as we're talking, and really getting ideas for a strategy, mm. and I, I do think that you're right, John, when they have just gotten this free, no one ever criticized it. If you, did you watch the 48 Hours when it aired? Like, were you sitting, uh, did you get to see it? Did yeah, you get to see yeah, I watched it, the, the one on, on yeah, the car, right. yeah. But were yeah. you on Facebook? Did you see what happened on the CBS Facebook page? Did you watch what they wrote about Maureen Mayhar, the, the journalist? Really, they, no, I didn't, no. But I, it's, I did it's see It's all the, still there, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I'm sure that the journalists went, wow, that's the side of AA we never saw before. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of love well, and light you know, there. No. <laughs> you, know, you know, the piece that was in the Atlantic magazine had 13,000 comments in just over a week. Right. I mean, that's incredible. So. Yeah, and I'm friends with Gabrielle, so she told me yeah. you should have seen the hate mail. But on, you know, the hate mail is it's pretty brutal. But on the other side, a lot of people thanking her um, for what she did, and you know, thanking for her pieces. And even myself, I might get some hate mail, but honestly, I get more really, uh, really, really sad stories of, and they're kind of coming out of the woodwork again right now. I think it has to do with the Bill Cosby thing that's breaking here so badly. Yeah. Women who've been raped, and there are men who've been raped by AA men yeah. and LGBT yeah. people have really been disenfranchised. So mm -hmm. I think that um, it's bringing up a lot because I'm getting stuff that is like jaw dropping, and you know it really needs to be like you said. In we need major media, and we need to not mm -hmm. be shut down. But they are everywhere, you know. Yeah, AA members. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you obviously position yourself differently, say, to, 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 to my blog. So you're, you're going to, you know, yours is very much about the problems and the 13th stepping, which is is, a, is, a, is an issue. Um, right. So you're going to get people concentrating on that. I mean, I, I get a lot of people that, that um, I, I have had a few nasty ones, but nothing too horrific, to be honest. I mean, I just bin it. But the, the it's, it's more people that are, are sort of confused um, that, that come to my site. You know, there's a lot of people. Um, I mean, I've got the the analytics running on it, and it's a huge number. Looking at leaving AA, that's 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 the term that people are, you know, typing in or le- leaving AA and still staying sober and all that sort of stuff. Wow, it's just getting the traffic, and that's what all my personal emails are generally about. You know, because I'm not terribly anti on the site. You know, because. Um, I mean, I, I, I deliberately positioned us away from that because I had, as you mentioned before, in the thing I had problems. So, um, you know, I sort of take a, a, a more moderate view. I mean, and, um, you know, I wanted to appeal to people that were, were thinking about leaving but didn't sort of hate it, really, you know, because I think there's a lot of people that are in, that are caught there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. John would be a perfect example. I knew several others. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's ineffective for a lot of people. Um, it helps, you know, for for a time with with a, to a certain group of people that be that sort of buy into it. But then there's a lot of people that are sitting there that could really do with some CBT, you know, some proper therapy. And um, I mean, that's that's basically what I did. You know, I mean, I I I, I, I only stayed in in the rooms for about eighteen months, and then I had uh, CBT counselling and various other therapy, and that was all one on one. And, um, and and after a few sessions of that, you know, it, it, the, the sort of the AA stuff just seemed insane to me. Mm-hmm. And, but I moved away with support. You know, that's something I always, um, you know, push on my blog that, that I didn't just walk out, you know, because I was still relatively new to this, you know, to, to stopping. And I had a bad problem. I wasn't a, you know, a couple of wine gums. I was like a vodka, a bottle of vodka a day at yeah. least and a load of yeah. everything else, you know. So, um it's uh, yeah. There's so many, so many people that are affected by it, you know, in, in different ways, and, and could really be helped by something a bit more up to date. Um, but gradually, to... the, the knowledge is getting out there, isn't it? And I think that's probably what what this movement is is part of. And I know you've just done an amazing movie, but I do think it's the start of it, isn't it? It's there's probably going to be another film to be made if you've got the energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that it, there needs to be, um, besides uh, my movie, I think you have to have it fictionalized like every movie that I've seen that's a doc that was really important. Except, I mean, Gasland, nobody made that into a fictional story. There was a really mm. um, soft mm-hmm. movie about natural gas drilling, but that didn't go anywhere. But other films, usually HBO will turn that into a you know a fictional narrative and then you have millions more see than who go see a documentary yeah, or it's right. really a series. I mean, um, for me, I see it as a series on HBO where or AMC or somebody who would really, you know, it's like Sons of Anarchy, but how about 12 Steps Gone Wild? Or I don't care. You know, I, I just, there's so much here. And we, I do see it as that we need journal, we need, we need news. We need, like, it to be on The View. We need people talking about it on CNN it needs to be like the Bill Cosby thing. It needs to be on front line. I mean, I'm dealing with mm-hmm. stuff where I'm talking to pilots who, um, in fact, I want to have... Oh, my God, we have like 90 seconds left. Um, I want to say this <laughs> really quick. Danny Collins, a movie with Al Pacino, and Begin Again with Mark Ruffalo are two movies that deal with overuse of alcohol, and they never yeah. go down the AA road. And this is a good sign. Yeah. So there's, they yeah. don't mention something else, but Danny Collins' fabulous movie, Begin Again with Mark Ruffalo, lots of drinking. It begins with him being a drunk. I want to thank, we're, we've got to have you on again. We'll have you on maybe really soon. Okay, so this is John Stewart, and we have Mike from Recovering. The two blogs are Recovering from Recovery. And then John is johnsleeper.wordpress.com. And I want to thank you both so much for being on my show today. Yeah, hopefully we meet up. I'm, I'm coming out. We need a LA. part two. We gotta have a part two. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Okay. Well, I should be in LA in late September. So. <laughs> okay. Well, it'd be good to see you. Maybe we could do it live from LA in late September. Yeah. Let me know for sure. I'm going to be around. <laughs> Thank you so much, Monica. Thank you. All right. Thanks.
thank you so much. And let's talk offline about we'll Skype about some of your ideas, so I can come back to England and um, and talk to people and show the movie. Maybe I, I don't know what else, but it's been great. Again, this is Monica Richardson for Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. We'll see you all either next week or the week after. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you Thank soon. You. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>